Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's transfer tips for game week 20. So I'm going to go through some of the popular players being moved in and out of squads and give you my opinion on whether they are good moves or not, including the latest on Erling Haaland. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and let's jump into it. So let's start with the big talking point this week, which is Erling Haaland, who wasn't in the squad for Man City again last night against Everton away. And from what Pep Guardiola has said, it doesn't look like he's going to feature in game week 20 either. So this is what he said last night. I think it was before the game. Um, still, he's not with the team. He feels better, but he hasn't made one training session with us. So he's not even back in full team training yet. Bearing in mind the Sheffield United game is only a couple of days away. Um, hopefully in January, he can come back with us. So for those of you that are on the ball, you'll know that January isn't too far away. And unless you've missed it, there's only two deadlines in January. So after the game week 20 deadline this Saturday, the next one isn't until the 13th of January. So it is possible that he'll be back for game week 21. But I think from what Pepper said, the fact he wasn't even in the squad last night, there is no chance he's going to start against Sheffield United at home. So if you don't own him, the only thing you really need to be doing is thinking about your future plans about how and when you might get him back in. Um, obviously, game week 21, you could do it. It's Newcastle away. I mean, a few weeks ago, maybe even like 10 weeks ago, we might have considered that a difficult fixture. But Newcastle are in a pretty tricky period at the moment. Um, so that could be still a good game for Haaland. Otherwise, you're probably going to want him back for game week 22, which is Burnley at home. And keep in mind that the deadline for game week 22 is the 30th of January. So it's a long time away, and he'll almost certainly be back for then. So you just need to decide when you might want him in. Just really quickly on that, and we will come on to people that already have him in their squad. In game week 21, although Newcastle away might not feel like the best time to bring him in, because that's the week that the likes of Son and Salah are going to go to Asia Cup and African Cup of Nations, there's not a huge amount of other captaincy options that week. So you could go for like Alvarez, uh, maybe against Newcastle away, Palmer against Fulham at home. You know, Man United are playing Spurs, but obviously you've lost Son. So you're going to be happy to captain Richarlison. You've got Saka against Palace. That's probably where I would be looking right now. Obviously, Liverpool against Bournemouth away, but no Salah. So you'd have to go for Jota, Diaz or Nunez, someone like that. So actually, although on paper that might not look like the best fixture... I think if you own Haaland, you would definitely captain that week. But either way, right, you're not buying him this week if you don't already own him. If you're on wildcard, because I'm not sure if I'm going to get to make a separate wildcard video, I would just have a plan to get him in. Either leave the money in the bank or just set yourself up for two transfers in game week 22. Let's get on to people that own him because I think you're in the trickiest spot. I actually feel for you a little bit because I don't think it was unreasonable to hold on to him 
And it feels like it's just constant punishment at the moment because obviously you haven't been able to spread the funds around. And now he's not back for Sheffield United at home, which is such a good fixture on paper. I still think it's difficult to sell him because by game week 21, he might be back. And if you get rid of him, not only have you got another transfer to bring him back in, you're not really going to have enough time to spread those funds about unless you're willing to take lots of hits. And in game week 21, like I've just said, Salah and Son are going to go away. And so are other players, right? It might not just be those two players that you've got, like Huang's going to go away, Kudus as well. That's a lot of transfers you've got to deal with. And then also to take Haaland out and put him back in. I think you've got to keep him. As long as your squad is in a good place, I would probably hold on to him. If you've got two free transfers this week, you're, you're not loaded up with players that are going away on international duty in January, then maybe you could get rid of him. For like a Watkins, who's got Burnley at home this week, maybe a short-term punt on Alvarez. Bearing in mind, if Haaland's not back for 21, then Alvarez will continue playing up front. So he probably would be the one I would look at. But I think for most of you, you've probably got to hold on to him and just hope that he is back sooner rather than later. But for game week 20, it's not going to happen. So you're going to need to look at your squad and see whether you can cope with that. Get 11 players out, 11 decent players as well. If not, you might have to sell him. But I would really try and avoid that. I think it's just too much of a mess. Because it's not only, like I've said, getting him out, getting him back in, and dealing with all those other players going away. There is a possibility, and it's not guaranteed, that in game week 25, Man City players, and possibly Liverpool players as well, could have a double game week, especially if Liverpool get to the Carabao Cup final. And all of a sudden, you're then dealing with getting... African Cup of Nation and Asia Cup players back into your team and trying to load up on double game week players. So I think it's quite a... I think basically transfers, they're always precious, but right now I'd be really careful about what plans you're making because other stuff could crop up as well. Like it usually could, but with double game weeks, that just increases that. So I feel like if you haven't got Haaland, start thinking about how and when you're going to bring him in, 21 or 22. Uh, if you're on wildcard, I probably wouldn't go for him, but I'd leave an easy route back to him. And if you own him, I'd try and hold on to him at this point if you can. So next up is Kieran Trippier, and no defender has had more transfers out than he has ahead of game week 20. And I completely understand, right? Newcastle not playing that well. The clean sheets just aren't there. He's not getting the attack and returns. He costs 6.9 million. And the next three fixtures look really tricky. It's Liverpool away, Man City at home, and Aston Villa away. I just don't see clean sheets in any of those games. I wouldn't completely write the Newcastle defence off as if they're now just a terrible team because in the past we've seen how well they can defend but I just don't even if they were playing at their absolute best at the moment I still wouldn't see clean sheets in any of those three games so therefore Trippi would have to get a good few attacking returns and I'm just not sure he's going to get enough to warrant that price for the next three games so I completely understand why people are selling him and if you look at the recent returns not been great at all I don't think anyone saw Forrest scoring three goals let alone a wood hat trick but Trippier got a one-pointer in game week 19, two points against Luton. He missed Fulham through um, suspension, which was unfortunate because Newcastle did keep a clean sheet. Uh, minus one against Spurs, one against Everton. And then the 12-pointer against Man United in game week 14, which feels like a lifetime ago at this point. So the returns just haven't been there. To be fair to him, he is still putting up pretty good attacking numbers. 0.26 expected assists against Forrest. I actually thought... Trippier played pretty well in that Forest game up until Newcastle started conceding. Like, he was working really well down that right side. Maybe could have had an assist in another game. It just wasn't to be from the defensive kind of perspective. I think on the counter, Forest were just great, especially up against um, Dan Byrne on the right side as well. So, yeah, maybe could have had an attack and return, but clean sheet-wise, like, you just can't... There's no... 
defense, no pun intended, when you can see 3.46 expected goals to Nottingham Forest. Um, against Luton, 0.26 expected assists. Against Spurs, 0.27. So he's still putting up the attacking numbers, but Newcastle were just conceding so many chances. The clean sheets just aren't there. And I know we say things sometimes like, you know, he's like a midfielder. The clean sheets are just a bonus, but that's kind of nonsense for the most part. You need those clean sheets to get the big scores from your defender. So I think I would, if I had a spare transfer, would probably sell him. I think the obvious player to go to would be Trent Alexander-Arnold, who now costs 8.4 million. So he is getting quite expensive. Uh, but I think the next three fixtures are better for Liverpool. They're not amazing for what it's worth, but they're definitely better than what Newcastle have. There's Newcastle at home, Bournemouth away, and Chelsea at home next three. Arsenal away in 23, which is going to be difficult. But then you run into Burnley at home, Brentford away, Luton at home, Forest away. Now, Liverpool might lose that game week 26 fixture if they get to the Carabao Cup final. But if that happens, they might have a double game week before that, in which case you'd probably want Trent anyway. So he's the obvious player to go for. Um, if you're looking cheaper, I'd probably look at Arsenal. You could go for Kyle Walker, potentially, at Man City because the fixtures coming up are pretty decent. They might have a double game week later. I just get kind of sick of owning Man City defenders. They just don't offer enough for all the headaches of the clean sheets they lose. But you could look there. Horror as well, but Romero's out for kind of four to five weeks, which, to be fair, because of the lack of deadlines in January, there's only two, like I said. You know, it's not that many games that he might miss in the league, but I still don't know if I would buy Horror right now. So I'd probably go for... Saliba, Zinchenko maybe, or even Gabriel, who's a little bit cheaper. Um, and yeah, that's probably the replacements. If I was trying to play devil's advocate about a reason to keep Trippier, the fixtures after Villa away in 22 are pretty good. They've got Luton at home in 23, Forest away in 24, and Bournemouth at home in 25. And I think right now, while they are getting players back fit, like obviously Burns back, Botman's back, Cher is playing at the moment, they've got their first choice back four available. They are only just back from injury. So it might take a, little, a couple of games to kind of build that back up. And by game week 23, maybe they'll be looking good again. I think with those home fixtures, there's a good chance of a clean sheet there. And you could even bench Trippier for the next three game weeks if you wanted to, which I think, you know, weeks ago would have sounded crazy. But if you've got that money from selling Harlan, you're going to sell Salah soon. And you can just bench him. You've got three other good defenders. That is something you could do. But for most people, it probably does make sense to start thinking about selling. So I wanted to quickly talk about Alex Moreno because although he hasn't had many transfers in this week, less than 10,000 so far, some of you might be thinking about going for him because Luca Dean did get injured in the game against Man United. And after the game, Unai Emery said, that I think he's going to be injured. It's a hamstring issue. So that might keep him out for a few weeks. And if you're looking for a defender in and around the 5 million price point, you don't want Arsenal, you're not going for Pari, you're not interested in Man City defence, there's not a huge amount of other options. And obviously Moreno should start in game week 20 and they've got Burnley at home, then it's Everton away in 21, Newcastle at home in 22, and Sheffield United away in game week 23. So I think it's an exciting differential who is very attacking. He could be someone to look at, especially in the short term. The only kind of counter-argument I would make to that is even if Luca Dean is out with a hamstring issue, even for like four weeks, that might only get you game weeks 20, 21, and 22 before Luca Dean is back. Now, I agree with everyone that's probably already writing in the comments that Moreno is first choice under Unai Emery when everyone is fit. But I think Luca Dean's played a lot of minutes this year, and he's done pretty well. I think he will be used at times, and that could get frustra uh, frustrating owning Moreno. But in the short term, I really like him as an option, right? He is the kind of player that could go and get you a 12 or 15 pointer against Bernie. Not guaranteed, of course. 
but it could happen. So I think if you're looking at him, nice differential. But I think if you're planning for kind of longer term and you want someone you can just put in and then not have to worry about, I probably would still look towards those Arsenal defenders. And I know it's boring, right? Because I've had them for a long time. I've got the double up. I'm not looking to sell them. But I just think the fixtures they've got, you know, West Ham at home. Sorry, West Ham at home was in 19. It hasn't been played yet at the time of recording. It's Fulham away in 20. Palace at home in 21. Forest away in 22. Um, Liverpool at home in 23, which is difficult. But then they play West Ham again away then it's Burnley away Newcastle at home Sheffield United away Brentford at home they're just so good to kind of keep hold on uh, keep hold of for quite a long time and at the moment like you just don't see that partnership of Gabriel and Saliba you know being broken up could give you a start at some point possibly in a really easy fixture but obviously Arsenal going for the title it's quite clear that Gabriel and Saliba are their first choice centre-back partnership you just don't mess with that unless you absolutely have to and I think Gabriel at 5 million is just still incredible value, especially with the goal threat he has. So I like Moreno, and I almost wish that, you know, we were wildcarding in game week 23 or 24 or something like that, so that you could go for that kind of short-term move, especially when Luca Dean is out. But I think, I, I don't expect myself to use the wildcard until probably game week 30 or 31. I just think that's too long to go with him. I guess if you've got money spread around you've got a decent squad overall you might be able to cope with it even when Luca Dean's back but I think it's only for that type of manager that wants that short-term move so there's not much love for Newcastle players this week Trippier was the most sold defender and Anthony Gordon is the most sold midfielder going into game week 20 and again I completely understand the next three fixtures aren't great the returns haven't been there there's still lots of midfielders that you could move to instead and obviously a lot of people have got money in the bank because they've sold Haaland. So you can upgrade to kind of pretty much anyone that you might want. So lots of reasons to get rid of him. And if we look at the recent games, I mean, I don't know how he didn't score against Nottingham Forest. He put up 0.41 expected goals. He had that chance. I think it was in and around the six-yard area. Just didn't go in. Unfortunate, maybe. Uh, against Luton, obviously two-pointer. Got the assist against Fulham. And then two-pointers against both Spurs and Everton. Over the season, he has put up pretty decent numbers. So 0.33 expected goals per 90, 0.14 expected assists. I think for a player that only costs 6, uh, 6.2 million, they're pretty decent underlying numbers. And some of you would have got him cheaper than that as well. So there are maybe re some reasons to hold on to him. But again, I think if you've got spare transfers and you can move on to someone with better fixtures, then I think that's a completely reasonable thing to do with your transfers. And I might actually do that this week myself i think in and around his price the player to probably look at and obviously wait until he's played tonight against um brighton is richarlison with son going away i expect that he'll be on um penalties they might not get one obviously in the time that son is away but it's a possibility he only costs 6.8 million and after the brighton game in game week 19 which obviously you've already missed at this point it's bournemouth at home in 20 man united away in 21 brentford at home in 22 uh, Everton away in 23, Brighton at home in 24. I think overall, look, you'd love to have like a Sheffield United at home in there or, you know, I don't know, Luton at home or something like that, Burnley at home, etc. But overall, I think that's a pretty good fixture run, especially for a team that we know loves to attack, right? Their attacking numbers are proper decent this year. And I guess you could you could make an argument that Spurs are going to be a lot weaker in January because uh, Madison might not be back. Son's going away, obviously, to Asia Cup. I think. Um, Saar and Basuma are going away as well and obviously Basuma is uh, suspended anyway so there is a there is a bit of I don't know concern I guess in that Spurs team but I just think given how Ange Postacoglu wants to play 
there shouldn't be too many issues with Richardson getting chances. So I do like him as an option. I think Jared Bowen is someone that I would never um, write off. He's been incredible this season, 7.9 million. So it depends how much money you've got to spend. From game week 20, it's Brighton at home, Sheffield United away and Bournemouth at home. If I had the money to go there instead of Richardson, that is probably where I would look because he's someone that you can just kind of set and forget in your team. Uh, but, but I'm not going to go through every single midfielder. There's a lot of options. But I think in general, it's, again, perfectly reasonable to want to sell Gordon. The only kind of caveat to that is, if you are someone that has sold Haaland, and you've got eight attackers now, and I mean eight pretty good attackers, you haven't got like a bench fodder player. So in my case, I've got Salah, Palmer, Saka, Son, Darwin, Watkins, and Solanke, and then I've got Gordon on the bench. So I could bench him for those three fixtures. And then like Trippier... After game week 22, you come back to Luton at home, Forest away, and Bournemouth at home. And I think even by that point, if Harvey Barnes is back fit, I think Anthony Gordon's minutes are still going to be great, and he's going to start most games that he's available for. And to be honest with you, Almiron hasn't been fantastic on the right anyway, so it could be that Howe plays Barnes on the left and Gordon on the right. Either way, I think his minutes are going to remain pretty decent, even with players coming back from injury. There might be the odd earlier substitution, but I don't think it's going to be a case that Gordon just gets benched, right, for multiple games in a row. So you could hold on to him. It's not like there's a mad rush to get rid of him, especially if you can bench him. And also, like, he's not a defender. You're not worried about the cleaning sheet. So if you had to play him against one of the next three teams or he came off your bench, it's not the end of the world. So I think there's more, there's probably more reason to sell Trippier than there is Gordon. But again, I completely get it. And if you've got a spare transfer like I do this week, I may well get rid of him as well. So it's not all that surprising that Garnacho is popular ahead of game week 20 after his two goals against Aston Villa. And let's not forget, he only cost 4.7 million as well. And I think for that price point, he is a really good FPL pick. But would I put him into my squad right now? Probably not. And there's a few reasons for that, which I'll come on to in a minute. In terms of his actual minutes and game time, I did get that wrong. I've been saying for the last couple of games, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get put on the bench, a little bit of a rest for Rashford to come back in. And Rashford did come in against Aston Villa, but that was on the left and Garnacho played on the right. So I think that's quite encouraging for anyone that wants to go for him, that he played ahead of Anthony. Now, can I sit here and guarantee you that that's going to continue to happen? That Garnacho will never get benched? Of course not. But I think the signs are pretty promising, right? Since game week 11... He has started every single match and he has played pretty well. And I think it was right that Rashford came in. But I think it's absolutely fair that Garnacho kept his place because Anthony hasn't been great whatsoever. And for 4.7 million, you've got a player that's put up 0.32 expected goals this season per 90 and 0.07 expected assists. But actually, in, in the games that he's been playing, like since game week 11, where he's had, you know, starts um, rather than being on the bench. The numbers in some games have been incredible, like 0.64 expected goal involvement against Villa, 0.57 against West Ham, 1.03 against Chelsea. He is creating and getting chances. So again, good option for 4.7 million. I just think it's a... You're weighing up whether or not he should take a place in your squad. Like, yes, for that price point, great. But lots of us have got more money to spend than that. So I've got Saka, Salah, Palmer, Gordon and Son... Do I think that Garnacho is better than any of those players? Probably not. And I can go and get a Richardson. When I sell Son and Salah, I have even more money. So I can go and get Bowen or someone like that. There's just not really a place in that midfield five for Garnacho. So it's not that he's bad. 
It's just I think there's lots of other better players. The only caveat to that might be about your future plans to get back to Haaland, Salah, Son, maybe even to keep Trent as well. If that's something you want to do as soon as those players are all available again, it might be worth pre-planning to have a cheaper bench player in your squad. So for example, right, let's say I sell Gordon this week. I could put Garnacho straight in there. So obviously when I want to get Haaland back, I've still got to take some money out of this squad and I would sell Darwin Nunez. Uh, let me just put, let me just find Haaland here. So I'd put Haaland in. I would have to find 4.2 million, which is quite a lot of money, but it's going to be easier to get back to that by having Garnacho in the team than having a Bowen or a Charleston or someone like that there. And obviously, if I sell Trent, I could just get a cheap defender like 4.1 million or below. And I think Gusto is still that price. He is. And then there you go. I'm straight back to Haaland because I've got that kind of cheap fodder on the bench. So that's the only reason I would go for him is if in the future you really want to get back to those kind of more premium plays in an easy way. But I'm kind of more leaning towards wanting to get the points now and worrying about how I get those players in later on. That's just personal preference. You might not want to play it like that. That is completely fine. But overall, I think the minutes look good. Even if he gets benched for Anthony, I think he will come straight back into the squad unless Anthony plays an absolute blinder. And I just don't expect that to happen. And I think the fixtures for Man United are pretty good. They don't have like a great run of green fixtures. But Forest away, Spurs at home, Wolves away, West Ham at home, Villa away and Luton away is not that bad. So I like him for the price. Will I be putting him in my squad anytime soon? Probably not, but I'm open to it. So the conversation around Chris Wood is pretty similar to Garnacho in that if you need a forward priced at 5 million or below, Chris Wood is arguably the best option right now. But if you've got more money to spend, should you be going for a better FPL pick and just improving your squad overall? And for what it's worth, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that discussion. It all comes down to how you want to manage your own FPL squad. And if you want an easy route back to Harden and Salah and Son later on, without having to make that extra transfer to downgrade someone else, then maybe going for Chris Wood and sticking to 3-5-2 is the way to go. I recently had Cameron Archer as my bench fodder, and I upgraded him so that I've got Watkins, Solanke, and Darwin Nunez as my front three. And then you know that I've got those five midfielders, Saka, Salah, Palmer, Gordon, and Son. So I've got no kind of what you would usually call bench fodder like Garnacho or Chris Wood. One of the reasons why I wouldn't want to make that decision right now is because I think the forward slots, you know, for most of the season we've been on 3-5-2, but 3-4-3 actually looks quite good. But in a few weeks' time, I might want to keep those five midfielders. So I'm almost not prepared to make that decision on which player I want to put as the bench fodder, if you will. Like, because I've got Solanke, and he's been playing great recently, so I want to keep hold of him. Watkins has got decent fixtures right up until I might wildcard in game week 31. And I've already sold him twice this season. I don't want I don't know if I want to do it for a third time. And obviously the third slot is earmarked to get Haaland back in. So if I put Chris Wood in, who do I sell? Solanke or Watkins? And again, I'm not really it's not even that I'm not prepared to make that decision. I just don't want to sell either of those two players. So for me, it would make more sense to go for Garnacho. But until Son and Salah are back, I don't really want to weaken my squad overall it might be that you're not set up like that it's just going to take too many transfers to get to eight attackers and therefore you want to go for chris wood and again i think that's perfectly fine him as an option rather than talking about overall strategy i think given that nuno has come in uh nuno yeah nuno not nuno i don't know why i said that uh, has come in and he's played back-to-back -back 90 minutes is pretty promising obviously our knee is out for quite a while 
Um, so I think his minutes are going to be good. And we've seen in the past, right, he is a player that will score goals. He's not very fashionable, but he often does get decent returns when he gets good minutes. So back from 2017-18 all the way up till 2020-21, he got double figures for goals in each of those seasons. 21-22 uh, wasn't quite so good. Five goals in 2,694 minutes. And last year, he didn't get a huge amount of game time. But I think if, you know, if faith is put in him in Nottingham Forest and he's their striker, they play 90 minutes every week, might take penalties. I suspect that, I, I, no, he won't take penalties. I think Gibbs White is probably ahead of him in the pecking order. But if Gibbs White was off the pitch, Chris Wood would probably step up next. I think he is just going to get continued minutes and the fixtures are okay. And for that kind of price point, there's not really too many expectations. So I think the, the summary is, I like Chris Wood at that price point. But like Garnacho, I don't know if I'd be putting him in my squad right now, but it all depends on how you want to set up. If you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like and hit that subscribe button. If you listen on podcasts, make sure to rate five stars as well. Um, I will be back tomorrow for team selection in the morning and final thoughts in the evening after I've listened to all the press conferences and a deadline stream on Saturday as well. Uh, for the last time for like 14 days, there is that massive gap between Game Weeks 20 and 21. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. Like the video, hit subscribe, and I'll catch you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.